0: Hello and welcome to Love Corner, a love and relationship advice podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Shades. And I'm your other host, Scotty Manicotti. Today we are going to
1: be speaking to Avery, who is originally from Idaho. Yeah, I actually went backpacking at Big Sky with Ming a few months ago. Idaho is really a beautiful state.
0: Oh, oh. Did you really? Yeah, I, I didn't see anything about anyway, that. Anyway, it
1: sounds like Avery has quite a few stories to tell about her former Puritan lifestyle in Idaho and her more recent transgressions here in the big city. Let's hear what she has to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we shouldn't be mentioning Ming in the introduction. Hey, Avery. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing well, doing well. Uh, what are you Good. up to on this fine afternoon?
2: Uh, being extremely lazy. I worked all week, and so I'm not doing anything until I go meet friends later.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's it's always a struggle for me to get out of bed most days. Uh, not laziness, mostly kind of depression, but um, it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, yeah um definitely not let's
1: um let's dive right into this if you're ready
2: yeah absolutely
1: so uh your name is Avery. Uh, could you please explain the origin of that name?
2: um I wish I knew exactly I can read it and just say that my family is extremely Irish and Scottish
0: oh, very nice. I actually you know used to play the bagpipes in my high school school band so um, you know, I guess I'm kind of familiar with the culture. Uh, did you ever kind of mess around with that?
2: No, I unfortunately did not. I'm super not musically inclined, but my uncle actually plays the bagpipes extremely well. When um, we had a family reunion years back. I remember walking into the family unit and about four of my family members and my uncle were all playing the bagpipes. And most of us have blazing red hair. So it was the epitome of just everything you like in an Irish movie, and at fourteen years old, i was like, "Oh my God, this is so lame."
1: <laughs> yeah, I so. I would agree with that for sure. I remember um, when we were younger, Doctor Shades would would be playing the pipes, and I'd be I'd say, "You got to stop with the, you got to knock the pipes off because it's scaring away the girls and it's hurting my ears." And uh,
0: so, yeah. Well, actually, you know, my first uh, my first wife Lisa, she was. You know, like thirty years my senior, whatever. Uh, at that point in time, I was, you know, looking for someone a little bit older. And actually, we met initially when I was doing kind of um, bagpipes in the park. It's called well, pipes in the
1: park. I feel like she was going deaf by the time you guys were married. She couldn't <laughs> hear it, you know. Yeah.
0: She really hear much. No, she was a lot older than him. Yeah, and Ooh. she was hanging out in Central Park pipes in the park um, you know one of my favorite pastimes uh, I hated pipes in the park yeah pi- well you know it wasn't for everyone but um, you know Lisa she'd come out she'd read the journal she'd listen to the pipes and she was extremely hard of hearing so bagpipes was kind of one of the few things that kind of could still get through uh, and you know um, when when we were together I would I would play it frequently for her so um, it was it ended up being kind of a core part of our relationship.
2: Yeah, see, there's different things for everyone. I mean, I think they're cool now. Just when I was younger, I was like, oh, my God. But now when I hear them, I kind of appreciate them because where I'm from, there's a huge Irish, like, a couple weeks before um, St. Patty's Day. There's really big parades, and you can hear the bagpipes all throughout the town and stuff. So now I appreciate them the older I am.
1: Yeah, that's why I try to... Try to get at least a week of vacation every March with my uh, with my current girlfriend Ming because I can't stand to hear the pipes, and I just like to get as far away from any sort of Irish per- Irish parade as possible. So I can't stand pipes, but uh. so you said in your email that you're from um, you're from Idaho. Yeah, born uh, and
2: raised.
1: Very nice. Idaho is uh, is pretty close to Canada, isn't that right?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's right below. The state right below, well, one of the many states right below Canada.
1: Is it true that um, that you can get cheaper pharmaceuticals from Canada? Not asking for yeah, any specific reason, just curious.
2: Uh, just kind of depending. I just, I don't know if it's because, and I could be totally wrong on this, because a lot of my friends who went to college with me were from Canada because the school I went to is like three hours south of it, the tip of Idaho. And I don't know if it's just the lack of daisy. Atmosphere of Idaho and that part of Canada it's just super easy to get across the border right there, and I don't know. It has to do with everywhere because I haven't gone to Canada since I moved to New York, but then it's pretty easy to order them in.
1: Do you know the so, the specific name of that um, that border post?
2: I do not know. We just know it as the Gateway. We called it the Gateway.
0: <laughs> gateway.
2: Hang on a second. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you want to jot that down? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
2: That That's sounds what good. Name- Both kids called
1: it well because that's the cool thing about pharmaceuticals is they have um, value regardless of what kind of market they're on, you know.
2: Yeah,
0: and we're trying to get kind of creative with ways to continue financing this podcast. Um, but anyway, like the gateway sounds pretty cool, we should check that out. I don't know, maybe you and Ming, Ming, uh, Scott's current girlfriend, is uh, my ex wife, actually. Uh, so I don't know we had gone up to Canada a couple times but maybe you guys could pop up to the gateway and you know see if you can get over there
1: yeah we'll uh, we'll put a pin in that and get back to it at a uh, at another time yes yeah.
0: you know so Avery um, you know it says uh, you said your views on relationships are a bit conservative uh, but have changed and you know i'm I'm pretty conservative for you know my views on relationships i uh, you know, I, I have a certain dollar amount I have budgets when I go out on all my dates and I let my dates know that, um, upfront, you know, I like to be totally transparent. I don't like to yeah. really leave more than like five minutes from my house. If I'm going to go on a date, like close proximity to where I live. So like, I definitely have ground rules that are pretty conservative, I guess, in nature for how I like to do dating. But like, how did yeah. you change? You know, what, uh, how were you conservative? Was there any sort of period or why why did you change?
2: Well, the biggest problem, or no, I should say problem, the biggest issue, I guess, it kind of changed my views on them was where I'm from is super, super religious compared to most, especially most people out here. It's uh, There's a lot of LDS religion, so getting married very early, being with one person, um, and then obviously Catholicism, to an extent where you're at, <laughs> based on your beliefs. So it, it can be kind of conservative. And-
1: yeah, no, I can definitely understand how, like, um- like LDS and different kinds of religions would like tie into the dating world. I'm uh my last name is Manicotti. So I'm a uh, full-blooded Italian and I grew up Catholic yeah. and in, in the Catholic church, you know, we always try to follow all the commandments, but the, the commandment about not laying with your neighbor's wife, I'm obviously uh, have been guilty of that sin because I'm yeah. dating uh, my co-host. His ex-wife Ming is my girlfriend now, but. Um, the great, mm-hmm. the great thing about Catholicism is that you can apologize for it and then God forgives you. And then you can just move on with your life. Like we're trying to move on with our business relationship and get this podcast done without, you know, that getting too much in the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's hard for me, you know, it's, it may not be the most conservative thing, um, but you know, Scott had been texting Ming for quite some time. They went on a number of vacations when we were together. Um, you know, vast sexual experiences that they had. While you know, I didn't, I didn't really know much about it or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I, I got quite religious there for quite you know a while, just kind of figured this whole thing out. After you know, Ming kind of was like, this was a fling with Scott, but now it's going to become kind of a full blown relationship. And so I consulted our financial advisor, uh, Trot Furman, and you know he thought it would be good for me just to kind of go to church, um, hopefully every single day, uh, repent for my sins because it would be wrong for me to kind of stop true love for them um, and pursue that, which uh, Scott, Ming, Trot have all kind of expressed to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I
1: think that's the unspoken eleventh commandment, if you will. True love. Yeah, just not standing in the way of true love, and just not being selfish when uh, your friends are happy, and just being happy for them instead.
2: It's one of the things where it's kind of hard until you're in a situation because, like that's a big social thing too. Is what can you can what you can and cannot do with love, depending where you're at? Because like what people do in relationships here and with their friends and groups is so drastically different.
0: No, I agree. And the PDA, you know, that I think that's something in the city that's pretty open. And I always thought it was strange because we would go out, me, Scott, Ming, and Ming frequently would be sitting on Scott's lap. Uh, He'd be stroking her hair. So a ton of PDA just right in front of me. And I'd, Mm -hmm. you know, laugh it off, whatever. It doesn't matter. We were all at the Rainforest Cafe, one of our favorite restaurants. Um, You know, but they were doing a lot of PDA up front. And I just thought it would be selfish of me to kind of stop them because we're all having so much fun and everything. And, um, you know, even now today, uh, you know, they have asked me out multiple times and there's plenty of PDA. Well, I, I like to say about PDA,
1: public domain affection. So it's there for everyone to see and celebrate that joy and that love that, that Ming and I share together, which is why, you know, we host a series of um webcasts and things like that when we go on vacation
0: when we're together intimately yeah no it's it's you know for me um i'm a changed man right like i've been going to church pretty frequently and you know i've sinned a ton in my life right like i guess we all have to a certain extent and and it just be like unfair they have a vlog for instance where uh you know they document a lot about ming and scott do a lot about their life and there's plenty of pda uh, they send it to me directly um, every single time. So um, I'm happy to view it and give kind of like constructive feedback and everything. Cause I know that for us, it could be a good business opportunity. Like people love to watch true love. Um, even if it's my best friend and ex wife, right? Like, so um, it's about the money. It's about the business, right? Like sex sells kind of. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
2: I think, you know, I think it's almost facts because, just what you can see in this day and age, especially like sex does sell like you go from advertisements on the side of the street to movies, to TV shows, to music, like you dive down and 90% of it, I guess you could say is about sex or some sort of sexual attraction.
0: Yeah. And you know, this is a love and relationship podcast. So it's like, you know, we figure this is a great business opportunity because sex does sell. So, um, it's like, you know, we, we hear great stories from people like yourself and, you know, we share some a little bit about us because, uh, Scott's pretty experienced in the realm of sex and relationships, and I'm more of, like, serial monogamous kind of guy, right? Like, you know, I, I had Ming, and then, you know, she left me for Scott, so maybe not so much right now, but um, I'm trying to get back out there and maybe, you know, find the next relationship. And I'm happy for you guys, you know, Scott and Ming.
1: you're oh, about thank to you settle very down. much.
0: No, no, no problem, of course, of course. And, you know, you guys are about to settle down into a new house? or Well, I mean... That's why I was going to I
1: was going to cut in and say, you know, conservatism is is always a a bad policy in relationships. And that's why Ming loves me so much. And uh, recently she's she has been lobbying me uh, lobbying for me to put put a down payment on a new house. Yeah.
0: You guys I mean, I know this I don't want to overstep or anything, but I know you kind of already had a house and you haven't lived there for even a year. So it's kind of like, why would you sell a perfectly good house, right? Oh, we,
1: yeah, we wouldn't be selling the old house. Um, We're just adding another house. She just kind of wants a little change of scenery.
0: Uh, That's probably a bunch of cash. I mean, where are you getting the money for something like that? You know, I don't have a place to stay right now, so... You know, like I'm, I'm sleeping on the floor of the studio. Well, uh, maybe we'll get into this later, uh, Avery. You think um, you could
1: tell us maybe a a good story from uh, from your experiences in uh, in a new city? Maybe a dating story, something like that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess the biggest one was, and I'm totally open. I don't mind telling my personal life, obviously same reason that's why I'm calling in today and why dabble in podcasts and stuff was when I first moved here I got into a a kind of a relationship like you know that friends with benefits not officially dating the exclusive that kind of like confusion that people sometimes get into and for a little while in my brain I'm like oh no we're dating and he's like no we're not so I was um bartending at the time on the Upper West Side and someone came in and long story short, we ended up having a one night stand. It was my first one night stand. I remember feeling so guilty. I went to the guy I was seeing at the time and told him about it. And he was just like, yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing. And he was like, here, let's go talk about it over dinner. And what ended up happening was we, he took me to like a low, not low quality, like kind of a lower level swingers party or it wasn't like a full blown one. And he's like, this is what I bring myself into. This is what I enjoy. And he, like, totally got the wrong idea that that's what I wanted to do. I was like, look, I was just like, you know, I thought I cheated on you, and I thought we were dating, but we're not. And so it was just one of those things where I got brought into a whole scenario. And this was the craziest one. I just remember it's the one that sticks out the most to me because I had just moved to this, like, I think I'd been here, like, four months maybe and it sticks out so much to me because I was like, what the hell is going on? I was trying to confess and just feel better about myself, and now I'm brought into this whole situation. I totally thought it was only in movies, so. But on his part, that's like, that was totally normal. That's what he enjoys doing. That's what makes him happy in his sexual relationship life. So who am I to judge that, you know?
1: I've certainly been to my fair share of uh, swingers' parties in the past, yeah. and, and I can understand uh I can understand that there was maybe some confusion there. I mean, we had similar issues. Um, Dr. Shades and I had similar issues when he, you know, back when I first started seeing Ming, they were still married. He would say, well, what are these, you know, what are these parties you're going to? Ming said that, that you might be at the party. She said, I couldn't come. And I would just say, you know, I... I feel like there's just some, some uh, static here and maybe we're not fully getting, getting through to each other, but we could maybe just come back to this later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was always kind of open to you guys going to the swingers parties or whatever you wanted to do. I'm, I'm not one to judge. I'm not, you know, again, one to stand in the kind of the way of true love. Um, So, you know, like I would love to go to a swingers party. So I don't know if like you're still in touch with that guy or kind of like Remember the dress or anything of those parties, but I would love to yes. check one of those out. I don't know if you could provide me, or you know, maybe after the show, follow up with some further information on that.
2: Yeah, absolutely, I could. I know a couple people that I could put you in contact with.
0: Yeah, that would be great for me because, like, you know, Scott seeing my ex-wife. Um, yeah, I think it'd be great for you to kind of turn over a new leaf, like the same way that we are with the new house that we're looking into, and. I mean I I'm open to that and I think that would uh that would be a good start at least kind of just to get me out on the dating scene and um you know uh you know maybe I could even you know we, we reallocate some funds and I could find a place for me to stay in the future as well which would be nice. Well um yeah the so I I was talking to Trot about that
1: and um Trot is our financial advisor Trot Furman he's my best friend but um yeah, he's so we're actually kind of working on reallocating reallocating funds for the for the house actually, and we've also found like a few smaller banks that are still willing to give out loans because you know they don't keep up on their client research, yada yada yada, you know the deal. Um, yeah, he thinks it's a good idea because it'll foster Ming's creative spirit because she really wants that change of scenery. So I think that's the best idea if we're trying to break out into the film world like this is the best move dr shades
0: i mean again like i'm open i want especially ming like she always wanted to do something creative i want her to pursue that and like you know maybe in the future uh i could potentially stay at the old house a few nights a week like if you guys aren't going to use it or anything and it's going to be something that you still keep as an asset uh I don't know if Ming would really be comfortable with
1: that. I mean, plus she wants she needs somewhere for the dogs to stay. You know, if she doesn't really feel like having the dogs that night.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, what dogs? I I bought Ming a, you know about six Great Danes as a wedding gift, and she put them up for oh, adoption. I dogs. Yeah, you know, she loved dogs. Um, you know, it was whatever, like puppy love type stuff. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, if, if, if she has a passion for something, I was always going to buy it and kind of support for that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she put up the Great Danes for adoption because they just carry too many painful memories. But we've gotten new dogs uh, since then because, you know, as you said, she's
0: a dog lover. So, you know, I just want to say something here. You know, with my and Ming's relationship in the past, whenever kind of the new purchases would pop up, um, you know, I would always kind of question it a little bit, you know, but at that point I was just so deep in the relationship and so much in love that I would kind of let anything fly, whether it's buying six Great Danes or going down to Turks and Caicos for three months, you know, or really her. I wouldn't go with her on most vacations, but I would pay for them. So I don't know. It just I don't want to say that she's manipulating you to buy these things or buy this new house, but I think it could kind of look like that a little bit. I don't know if you ever want to take that into consideration, but I'm just saying as a friend and someone that has experience with Ming, you know, it it could be that she's taking advantage. I
1: think that, I think it's, it's more of just in the best interest of our our film and video career. And I think that she, uh, she has only the best intentions. Uh, I, I couldn't disagree more, honestly. I don't know how that sounds to you, Avery.
2: Oh, to me, I, I mean, I can't put much input on that just because I don't know me or the either one of your relationships. Um, I can definitely see both sides being completely true though, just from what I've listened in on and your guys' relationships and her knowing both of you so well.
0: I mean, I guess one thing, just if you're open to a kind of objective opinion, like, do you think this whole situation is fair for me? I don't know. Like, you know, Scott's reallocating funds from the business he's buying a new house for himself and my ex-wife not letting me stay in the other house like is this fair have you seen any stuff like this with your friends or maybe personally like what kind of advice would you give i guess
2: i wouldn't say i don't know if it's fair or not because obviously you guys are still working together and i think that kind of dives into it washes away what's fair or not just because you're still in the situation both like for both of you you're still there in the situation um, it must be hard and awkward sometimes on both of you. So to be honest, I commend everyone in this situation for still working for the greatness of the business and stuff. Thank you. Cause, Cause for example, like sometimes when your friend just breaks up with someone, you get caught flirting with their girlfriend or boyfriend, it can be awkward. So I commend you guys for let alone working together and still continuing this and discussing it on a public platform. Um, personally me, I would not. Discuss anything to do with Ming and Scott anymore on both sides because I don't think that helps lead the way of healing.
1: Well, yeah, on the subject of healing, it's interesting because a lot of times when we go out on these uh, group dinners and Dr. Shades comes along, he pouts and um, Ming doesn't have a good time. And she says, Why did you bring him? He's my ex husband. I hate him. Just get the money and just don't bring him to things anymore. And I say, Well, come on you know be a good sport and then uh and that you know dr shades have another drink and he says i'll you know when we talk privately about it drinking he says just a band-aid you know but i say well how do you heal a wound you start with a band-aid have another
0: drink and you drink enough you get enough bandages you know maybe it covers my body you know hypothetically just kind of you know um and then i would be okay but i don't know it's it's a weird situation right um you know, they also have the vlog and everything. And, you know, that's that ties into the business again, like sex sells. And, you know, they're out there you know, doing their vlog, lots of PDA. They're sending that directly to me. And it's kind of my business responsibility to review those in depth. Um, so I watch those over and over on replay, basically, just trying to make the best product we can um, to get it out there because the entertainment business is tough. Right. Um, and we feel like we got something really special And we have a lot of, you know, kind of experience to share. But, you know, how would you prioritize, I guess, business over love?
2: I guess it comes to just how passionate you are about what you're doing. I mean, for me, I, I write a lot. And I always tell people who are involved in my life, like, at one point, you're going to be in the short story I write or this, that, the other, because that's just what I do. And, I, like, you get inspiration from the people you're around, whether you want to or not, especially when you work in communications or anything in the realm of having to interact with people, whether it's over the phone or in person. So I guess business over love comes into what are you willing to kind of push away and what feelings are you willing to submerge in order to get that next, like, gold coin, get the next step up that, and that, I guess, just separates the people on the top from the people on the bottom at the end of the day, like, I don't think it's necessarily heartless, but it's just like, you got to be aware, and not you guys in general, I'm using you as a broad term, like, you've got to be aware that there will be pain along the way, whether it's you or another person, because love is an abundance of feelings and business is cold.
1: You know, sometimes Dr. Shades will say, well, could we not maybe talk about, you know, Ming, in our relationship today, it's kind of airing dirty laundry. And I say what we need to air the dirty laundry. The dirty laundry is how we get the gold coins. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be hot in here. Sometimes it's going to be cold. But I control the thermostat. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough, right? Um, you know, we're at this point... Like, I guess we're kind of prioritizing the business over the, you know, emotions and love just because, like, we're dealing with some pretty heavy hitters here. We had a guy, um, you know, in this we're in, like, big broadcast business at this point. And, like, we had a guy that was super tight with Mark Anthony come on the show. We had... We had Ed Lopez. He was a 2016 World Jiu-Jitsu champion. He's one of my best friends now. So, like, we see progress in the business. Um, maybe not on the bottom line, but... You know, in terms of like who's getting involved with this whole show, so it's tough to prioritize um, and just kind of get everything straight in life when uh, everything is so mixed and mingled together. But I um, um, mean, how do you th- you think it was easy for Mark Anthony to get to the top of the top of the Latin charts? No, I mean, I think you know, and from that interview, we ourselves are getting a pretty big presence in Latin America. So right, I don't know. It's um, we're number one
1: in the states, and we're like number four or five there. Yeah. We're, we're climbing
0: quick. So, um, yeah, yeah
2: exactly. And that's, and it's like, when we was, sorry to interrupt again, it's, and that's when it shows off and that's when it's like, Oh, I totally agree. Cause I've written things that have pissed people off and people close to me. And it's like, I knew writing it, I was like, I'm going to have to address this or I'm going to have to be prepared. But especially with going to the top, like all the celebrities, all the athletes, all the novelists and writers who are at the top, like they have, Piss people off, hurt people along the way, and it's just one of those decisions I've had to come to and be like, "This is what's going to have to happen if I want my dream or my big achievements to just be bigger."
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime I've had someone come at come at me about, "Oh, I didn't like what you said on your show or whatever," um, I what Ming and I like to do is we do a diss track, and she will like sing. She's a great singer, so she'll like sing the hook on the diss track, and then. I'll like rap and, you know, people will come back, defamation of character, libel, slander, this and that. And I say, turn it over to the legal
0: team. We got work to do. Yeah, we at this point, you know, we have a vast legal team. So, um, and a lot of those diss tracks have kind of come my way as well. And I'm like, whatever, you know, um, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Um, like the old adage says. So for me, it's whatever, right?
2: Yeah, I completely agree. Just whatever, and it's one of those things. Like, if you like, I'm sure there's certain things you can absolutely brush off, and then there's certain things you won't be able to, but it's like, if I can ask a question, now, com- from now compared to when this all first started, are you able to brush more things off and deal with your friend and your ex-wife more than you could back then? And I guess if that's a yes, then you might as well keep moving forward. If it's a no, then you should probably sit back. And that that goes for both of you guys. If it's a no, it should be like, well, what are we doing? But if you can always keep moving forward, that's better than being stagnant or moving backwards.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough to say. I found God, and, um, you know, talking to him frequently definitely helped, right? But, um, I mean, for me, I think uh, I'm able to take maybe a bit more. You know, they send... Um, the videos of Intensive PDA and, you know, their diss tracks are, you know, more of like love songs that they send to me. So it's like, we're on a beach, you know, we're making passionate love. We love intercourse with one another. Um, Ming is mine now. Hit the road, Jack. So like... Yeah. It's conditioning. Yeah, it's it's like conditioning. It's like Pavlov kind of conditioning. Um, so it's, it's like I guess it's a little bit better now, but... Um, I still think about it constantly, right? Like, you know, I'm sitting here just kind of replaying old memories that, you know, Ming and I had, uh, so I don't know, it, uh, consumes my thoughts, but what can you do? Like I do this podcast and, um, we try to keep the business moving forward because progress in the business kind of, um, is like overshadowing the other negativity, but I don't know. How do you feel, Scott? Well, it's, it's like I said, you
1: know, if you can't beat them, join them but I did win, so I don't have to to join you down there. So I don't know exactly what it's like, but um, it's like I said, the business is like, it's like gone in 60 seconds. It needs to keep moving because if it stops, we're in huge trouble. Yeah. Huge trouble. Yeah. And that's, yeah,
2: especially in the industry, entertainment it just it's so so fun. it's just so fast like who's in who's out it happens within an hour you know especially as po- i mean podcasts as youtube probably now have exceedingly been getting more and more popular in the past couple years at least from what i've seen from my friend because i've always loved podcasts but from friends sharing it and people like now moving towards like wanting to do it especially when you are in a environment where it's just like constantly getting faster and faster paced and more people doing it. you got to stay on your toes and at the end of the day, like you said, sex sells but also sort of drama to a certain extent. So you give people kind of what they want or they don't realize what they want but what they're going to listen to and be enticed into and you're just going to keep rolling to the top, whether that's movies, music or whatever you end up doing.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's a war path for sure that we're on. Um, there's a lot of kind of casualties that have already been there, Um, maybe myself included, right? But I'm kind of resurrected, reborn, Um, you know, like JC. So, you know, here we are, we're trying to make this podcast business work. And our trajectory uh, so far has been pretty phenomenal. So uh, we just have to keep up the rapid growth, basically, and, uh, you know, have talented people like yourself on to kind of help us through these issues. Yeah, I mean, it's like Avery said, there's new
1: podcasts coming in every year and the market gets more and more saturated we're going to have more and more competition we need to get ming and i in this new house we need to get her back on a working schedule so that she feels comfortable and feels like she can be creative and then at that point maybe we can figure out your situation
0: no, Shades. that sounds good that sounds good and i know you guys have kind of a have a couple of banks interested uh, you know loans coming out we've reworked some of the finances that we have here so as long as you know Mink can be happy and you know that'll help the business out I think uh, all is good so I don't know Avery if you have any kind of you know last thoughts maybe that you wanted to share with us
2: I guess just in my personal instances and the way I operate and stuff I've learned and obviously will continue learning that in the process of love and relationships and finding out what makes you happy and what you don't like and do like, I guess there is no right or wrong, except especially like if you find something that makes you happy, you shouldn't let it go. And if it comes to the crossroad, if it's hurting other people, you have to sit and think about how much it actually means to you. But I guess in order to find something great, you have to find the greatness of heartbreak. Is what I've always said. Like, you've got to, you've got to feel through the pain and the suffering to get to the top and to figure out what really meant that to you. Because if you, if you get hurt by something and it's over and done and it ends, you might realize how much better of a person you're going to be, whether it's in 10 years or in 10 minutes. And so I guess just moving to the city now, especially seeing the people dive themselves into you figure out what makes you you and that's pretty much what love is is figure out what makes you you i guess at the end of the
1: day very nice thank you avery and uh, i think that's a good note to end on dr shades is your heart's broken you need to move on and get over it and uh let's let's uh
0: keep this ball rolling yeah let's keep the business going and um you know avery thank you very much for chatting with us i think this uh It's brought out a lot of stuff that we've been meaning to talk about between us. Um, So, really appreciate you coming on the show.
2: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Sure thing, Avery. Catch you later. Well, it sounds like Avery and I share a lot of similar values when it comes to relationships. Yeah,
1: I was really excited to uh, learn about the Gateway. Hopefully we can link up privately with Avery and press her a little bit more on that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, buyer's market right now. A
1: lot of money to be made. Yeah, well, that's all the time we have. Until next time, thanks for listening to Love Corner.